Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Smart journalism. Fascinating topics. Words that describe CNN's podcast, The Assignment with Audie Cornish. We are revisiting the public school culture wars. What have we learned from the kids who fought against book bans? We really started the club to get students reading these books. Students have an opinion in this fight, too. How has the war over books sparked a backlash to the so-called parents' rights movement? It's not okay what they're doing, and they're being watched. Listen to The Assignment with Audie Cornish. Streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. This is the Lombardi Line with Michael Lombardi and Patrick Maher on VSIN. Lombardi Line, VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Step into my office coming up in just a few minutes here. Uh, but as we kind of regroup here on a Monday edition of the Lombardi Line, he's, of course, Michael Lombardi. I'm Patrick Maher. We got three, two and a half, and three. It's toggling between yeah. for tonight. I wanted to ask you because we didn't have a chance. It was so busy yesterday to get to. Um, Carolina made a move. Uh, Joe, Joe Brady yeah. out. It's a five and seven team, so they're not out of it. Um, assistant Jeff Nixon will take over the play calling duties. And of course, Carolina was on a bye this weekend. Michael, they host Atlanta coming up this Sunday. What what, what transpired there as far as Brady uh, being moved out? You, you know, I I think a lot of it is when you are a young coach and you've learned your system through one person, Sean Payton, then you go to the, the LSU and you come into a new environment with different people and different strengths and weaknesses of that talent, and you don't have enough of an experience to utilize that, I think it becomes a problem. And I, and I think you could see it in the Carolina offense. I think they, they really weren't running what Brady ran when he was at LSU. And this is just a blurp in the road for Joe Brady, but I think it's a learning experience because it's a lot harder to manufacture points in the NFL than it is at LSU. That's just a fact. And so I think that Matt Rule probably felt like he needed to get control of the offense. He's going to fix the offense in the offseason. And probably he needed somebody with a little bit of a of a different way of doing it than Joe. And I think they both agreed that it was probably best for him to move on. So, you know, it, it doesn't come as a surprise to me because when you watch the Carolina Panthers, they really don't have an identity offensively. 
taking Cam out of it. You know, just when when Darnold was there, they really didn't. They lost their best player in in McCaffrey, but that offensive line's been a problem, and they really don't play with any real physical toughness, which is typically a signature of a Matt Rule team. So. I'm not surprised at all by it. And I think that Matt Rule wants to use the next five games to get this fixed. And Nixon has been with them pretty much every stop of the road as in his career. So we shall see. One thing I did want to say, and I know this is a horrible segue, Please. but I just read on t- Twitter, Medina Spirit, the, the wonderful three-year-old yep. horse, just passed away. Yeah, I, it's like just getting text messages like crazy from my horse racing friends. So Medina Spirit, um, of course, involved with the dirty drug test, Michael. So obviously yeah. the fingers are being pointed at Bob Baffert, the trainer of Medina Spirit. Mm-hmm. After a workout today, died of a heart attack. You understand most people are pointing to the fact that those drugs obviously had something to do cardiovascularly with the heart condition and uh, has right. passed. It's it's horrible. A champion horse. And it's we kind of forget because we apply personalities to the horses. The horses have nothing to do. They're just innocent bystanders to oftentimes people being nefarious. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's right, and 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 this is sad. I you know hate to see any animal Me lose too. their life, especially one with such great you know potential to as they get into the breeding circuit and and do all that and You're was right. racing and still racing. So it's a tragic story. It really it is. It really is headed towards ugh, I, 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 the amount of people texting me saying bad words about Bob Baffert is not <laughs> stopping. But you're, uh, I'm glad you brought it up. Medina Spirit passes away today. Heart attack, uh, championship, uh, champion horse. Uh, horrible to see. Um, so, Bra- I'm guessing Brady, the, a very natural progression for him would be go mm-hmm. back run an offense in college, wouldn't you think? I think so, Patrick. I, you know, the University of Miami obviously today finally opened up. Big secret just got revealed. Manny Diaz is out. And Manny handled this pretty well. I mean, Manny kept his mouth shut, saw what was going on. This was very reminiscent of when George Young was the general manager of the New York Football Giants. And he was openly trying to hire Howard Schnellenberger when Bill Parcells was the head coach. And Parcells just kept his mouth shut. Now, Schnellenberger refused to take the Giant job uh, staying at the University of Miami. Manny didn't get that opportunity to come back. So, look, Cristobal is going to come down there. Nike offered him a huge package over the weekend. And he didn't even it didn't blink on it because he wants to go home, which to me, that opens up the, the, the Oregon job, which would Chip Kelly go back to Oregon? Question for you. I don't know. Yeah, that, it, it's fascinating. It, two things. One, Chris of all, it's weird that he's kind of stalled on this. Maybe, I don't know, get, try and gain leverage with Miami. But Miami, with their overtures, it's very it's very clear that they want him. But like you said, Phil Knight and Nike said, here, what do you want? And he didn't accept it. So the natural progression would be for Chris Ball to end up taking that job at Miami. Oh, he's taking the job at Miami. They wouldn't have fired Manny if he didn't have the job. If he didn't sign the contract, that was, this was all contingent upon getting Cristobal. There, and it know, is breaking, is Michael. Little... It is breaking now that they have officially hired uh, Mario Cristobal. Okay, sorry. Yeah, I mean, it, it was all. They were not going to fire Manny until they knew they had him. And so this is a little bit like Pete Carroll probably sitting in his office today in Seattle. You know, I, I got fired when I was the head coach of the New York football Jets for Rich Kotite. Now, some people listen to this podcast. They don't even know who Rich Cotite is. It didn't go right? well. But, Leo, but Leon Hess, when he saw – Leon Hess, one of the richest men in the world, saw Rich Cotite available, and he stopped at nothing to get him. He fired Pete Carroll. So, look, this is just a blurb in the road and something, you, you know, Manny's going to have to come back. But I think knowing Cristobal, he didn't he, – he lost Joe Moorhead to Akron. 
right? And so now he needs an offensive coordinator, and I think that Brady would be smart to go back to Miami. So it brings up a great question that you, you just posed, and that is, would Brian Kelly... It almost feels like that offense, though, not antiquated, but the offense that he was running with Tempo up in Oregon has been caught up to, and he's not even necessarily running that exact offense at UCLA. That was his thing, right? When he had calling so much card. Six, it was yeah, his calling that was card. His calling was his card. Card. And he even took it to Philadelphia for the first two years. Yeah, no, and, and volume and plays, but he runs the ball, and, you know, he's got a very limited passing game. But, uh, you know, Oregon, you're working You're working at Nike University. You're working for Phil Knight. I mean, it's a big job. Mario turned – it's a big job. Mario turned it down, and, you know, it, it's open. It'll be – Phil Knight will pick the next coach. There's no doubt about it. You know, and, and probably should. You know, like I said yesterday on the broadcast, these college teams are now become pro teams where there's one or two boosters that are basically handling all the, all the, the decisions because they're putting money into the program. And they want to be able to have that kind of voice within the program. So, you know, that's a really good job to be opened up at University of Oregon. Oregon opened, Washington opened. You know, the one job I thought was going to open was Arizona State, and they kept and, and Ray Anderson was was able to keep Herm Edwards in spite of all the pending uh, recruiting issues that are going on. And here's the question: You saw Washington, as you've talked over and over, is a huge job. They went with a name that isn't necessarily known. So, right, w w Phil Knight. I'm glad you you invoked that name. They're going to go with a name. Uh, you know, Oregon, I believe, will go with a name. It's almost like we've seen some Virginia Tech went with an under the radar name. Frankly, even Florida, not with you and those in the know with Napier went with a name that wasn't necessarily a big there's some been some guys that are, have been hired on merit and not just name is what I'm trying to say right but when 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 Phil Knight calls people are going to answer sure you know and, and he's probably has a circle of football people that he talks to and who does he want you know I know this uh, I in my friendship with Greg Siano when the job opened up one time a couple of years before what people don't realize about Cristobal is he he was the interim coach there Mm -hmm. He only got the job because Willie Taggart took the Florida State job. That's right. Right? So the, the last two Oregon coaches have left for Florida State and Miami. Both jobs not as good as the jobs they left. Taggart obviously got fired after a couple of years at Florida State. But Cristobal got the job kind of as a fill-in. Remember, he got fired That's at right. Florida International. And he won, the bull, he, yep, he won the bull. Now, and they're both going back home. It's interesting because it is – you know the Northwest. You know it intimately. You lived up there. Eugene is its own planet, but it's a planet that revolves around Nike. So you're never going to be wanting there. No facilities, all the money you need, all, all the anything resources, you need. and the creativity too. They're, they're going to push the envelope in terms of training, in terms of trying, because that's what they do for a business. That's what they do as a business, and so that's where Chip really kind of built his niche. I, I just wondered if he would go back there. It would be a name. I mean, it would be a name. Today, I hear Jay Norvell could be the next head coach at Colorado State. That's the University of Nevada coach. So there's the, the, things are starting to move along. Virginia, you know, could that be Tony Elliott? I think that's somewhat something going on right now there as well. Elliott, oh, the former South Carolina assistant. No kidding. Yeah. And he's done. He's he, at Clemson, right? Yeah, yep. Uh, yeah. And you just mentioned Norvell. Which would mean Dabo would lose two of his best assistants, right? That's so right. So Venables is at Oklahoma now. And then if Elliott takes the Virginia job. Now, I don't know if he took it or not. There's just rumor on that. 
And you mentioned Norvell. Norvell's done a hell of a job at up in Reno at Nevada. So we shall see. Yeah. Uh, Venables, good job uh, bringing that one up. Venables now Oklahoma. My my question continues to be, where's the assumption that he's a head coach? Again, he might be. He might end up being Howard Schnellenberger. I have no clue. He might be a great head coach. Yeah, you know, he... I don't know. Uh, but I got a feeling that Oklahoma is pretty good at helping their coach out. I mean, they hired a unknown coach in Lincoln Riley, right? And they gave him the support he needed. I wonder if they're going to do the same. One name that we haven't seen, and he's not, it's not that he's old, is Mike Stoops. You know, it's interesting. With all these openings, yeah. I don't know if he's just not he just interested. Redid his deal at, he just redid his deal at, Oklahoma, at Kentucky. I think when he knew he wasn't involved in the, Kentucky, in the Oklahoma deal, I think he redid his deal. Okay, there it is. Mark Stoops stays at Kentucky. And then how about his brother and Mike, who, again, had such success at Oklahoma, but he's not being mentioned for any of these big ones coming back. No, no, I, I don't even – well, he's a defensive coach somewhere. I'm not sure where. He may not want, be, want to be in the mix. Okay, good, yeah. st good stuff. The um, – yeah, Venables, I, I was trying to think if we were missing anything. but So Mario Cristobal down to Miami, where obviously you can recruit down there. If you can I, – I don't understand the fervor for Cristobal, but he, he'll have a chance yeah. to show and prove going back I home. I don't either, but, you know, I mean, here it is. We got it. It's out there. And, you know, now it's time, as Al Davis would say, kid, you're going to have to play in the game. He's going to have to play in the game. Before, you know, and they're going to have to <laughs> – they're going to have to get it going here. Before we go to step into my office, uh, in 30 seconds, Schnellenberger. I, I just always think of him as a college guy. Do you think he would have worked in the pros? No, no chance. No chance. Just totally different. To totally different. When you're the college head coach, you can be the CEO of the company. Howard was a tremendous CEO. Florida Atlantic's program is because of Howard. Right. Miami's program because of Howard. He's a CEO type coach. Yeah, I when I was I think of him Louisville for some reason when I was growing up. He was there for a yeah, while. He built that program too. He did. He can go raise some money now. He could he could he could really sway. He could tuck a cat off a fish truck. <laughs> Time to lay on the couch. Step into my office. Michael Lombardi next here on the Lombardi Line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even posted to my my Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. 
Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save 40% site-wide. Get 40% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSEN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. The VSEN Bull Betting Guide is almost here with everything you need to bet smarter on these bull games. There's 41 of them, and we've got analysis on all of them. Only $19.99. It comes out December 13th, so less than a week away. Guide drops on December 13th. Make sure you get your copy today for $19.99. So you can go over there and get it right now. And then when it drops, we'll give it right to you. VSIN.com slash subscribe. That's VSIN.com slash subscribe for the bull betting guide. Okay, it's now time for Step Into My Office. Michael Lombardi does a great job with this, helping well, some of these guys that may need uh, a little pick-me-up after uh, their defeats. And we'll start with, this is interesting, uh, we just talked about a lot of these coaches getting hired in college. Urban wasn't a name mentioned, although his Jags mm-hmm. got pummeled on the road in Los Angeles. 37-7. to 7. At this point in the year, you bring Urban Meyer into your office, you say what? I'd say, look, I think we need to really solve some issues here and we got to really be honest with ourselves and we need to create an environment to where we can build, use these next few games to build us into something in the next year because we're not improving. You know, I know we beat Buffalo 9-6, to but the reality of beating Buffalo 9-6 to was Buffalo beat themselves. We didn't beat them. And our quarterback hasn't gotten any better. Everything about the National Football League, Urban, is about progress, is about getting better, is about improvement. And we can't find the improvement. I mean, we lost 37-7 to on the road. It wasn't even a close game. We lost 31-3 to to Seattle on the West Coast. We've had two West Coast trips. We scored 10 points. So I think what you really need to do is, instead of decentralizing to your offensive coaches, you need to decide who you want to be on offense, who you want to be on defense, and then coach the football team, lead the team. This is not a job for somebody that oversees. This is a job you got to get your fingers dirty and you got to get your hands in the pie. And you've got to make some hard decisions. And you've got to do a good job. You're not going to get five stars in February. That ain't happening here. Okay? Mm-hmm. We've got to make these players better. So for me, it's really about what are you as a coach moving forward? Can you do that? And as an executive, I'm going to evaluate you over the next five weeks. Because if you can't improve this team over the next five weeks, why would we bring you back for the next five years? 
If it's not going to get better now, tell me when. If not now, when? Do you think this might be a situation where he says after the year, look, I'm just not into it. Let's move on. It might be even his decision to move on. I think I think there's there's a couple things that prevent that is that thing called dollar signs. How do you walk away from this money? That's you know, bad. That's how valid. do you walk away from this money? I mean, you can't. It's hard to walk away from it. But your team's not getting any better. You know, Miami. Say what you want about Brian Flores. After he lost to you, his team got better. Your team has not gotten better over the last few weeks. You know, Indianapolis was 23-17. Wasn't as close a game as that. San Francisco's 30-10 get beat. Atlanta 21-14, not as close to that game, right? Mm -hmm. And then this week's 37. I mean, tell me why it's going to be better. I'm sorry, they was 31-7 when they played Seattle, not 30-3. So they've scored, they've given up 30, they gave up 68 points and scored 14 on the West Coast. And remember, I think that was the one coming off the win in London where there was some kind of energy with the team. They had team, a bye week. And they had a bye. They went out to the bye week. There was, steam, there was steam all over Jacksonville that week. There was steam all over that. I mean, to me, like, you've got, we got Tennessee, Houston, the Jets, New England, and Indianapolis. We could beat Houston. You know, we could beat the Jets. You know, we can play competitively with everybody else. Let's get better. Let's find a way to get better. Yesterday we threw for 136 yards against the secondary. That's not great. We couldn't block them, obviously. We did nothing to help us, you know, and we gave up 418 yards. And I didn't think I, – I watched that whole game. I did not think the Rams were sharp in that game at all. No, no. The, the, the anecdote was the Jags for the Rams because uh, I agree with you. I didn't think the Rams were overly efficient or sharp. Okay, Urban, thank you for joining us. Uh, I'm sure we'll see you down the road. Next up, coming into Michael Lombardi's office, David Coley, a 31-0 loss to the Colts. The offense looked terrible. He said he's not even considering replacing OC Tim Kelly. What would you say here to Texans head coach David Coley? Well, it's not Tim Kelly's fault. I mean, it's the, it really, I think the number one thing we need to do as an organization is find out who are we, what's our direction, what are we doing? I mean, what are we trying to get done here? You know, or what are we? Are our players getting better? This is all. This year is all about improvement and setting setting a mindset and creating a culture that allows us to get better. We're playing hard as hell on defense. Our offensive line is a disaster. Either we got to fix that or we got to do something about it. We got to start moving some people around and changing this offensive line. Our quarterbacks are getting killed. Tyrod Taylor's hurt all the time. His eye level's way down. We can't do anything in that area. But our defense plays hard, so that's encouragement. We need to find some improvement on offense. And we got to stop, we got to avoid losing before we can win. And as a coach, you're going to have to answer those issues. Okay. Thank you, David. Next up. Now, this gentleman, he did try. He did try to lose the game. They came out of a timeout and were penalized for a, a delay, delay of the game. game. Oh, my gosh. They ran the play action there in their own, uh, what, own 30 on fourth and one. But Dan Campbell does pick up a win. What would you say to Dan Campbell as he steps in about building, building upon this? I would say to Dan Campbell, look, congratulations. It's always good to win one game in the National Football League. It's your first win. You know, obviously we've been close, no cigar, but let's build on this. Let's try to learn from what our mistakes are and not to keep making them time and time again. It's the second week in a row we've had to lay the game penalties off of a timeout. We can't have that. We've got to clean up our mistakes. We've got to get better. 
And I give you credit. The team has responded to you. They're playing hard. We didn't have our best player on the field in Swift, and yet we were still able to move the football effectively. So we're doing some good things. We just got to try to do it for 60 minutes. And if we lose games because the other team's better than us, so be it. But when we lose games because we make our own mistakes, then we're in trouble. And look, I know Goff isn't good enough. I understand that. But we can at least function as an offense with him behind there. You know, so let's make sure we protect him and let's make sure we find ways that we can utilize and not beat ourselves. So congratulations, but don't act like we just won the Super Bowl because then everybody's going to act like we won the Super Bowl. Like there's got to be a standard of excellence around here that we're rising to that's deeper than just one win. Well done, Dan. Thank you very much. It was nice of him to leave an energy drink <laughs> behind. Um, okay, so be, I, I'm going to throw a curveball because that's what we... Uh, yeah. I, I'm going to give you Joe Judge, and the reason I'm going to give you Joe Judge is because there's going to be made, there's going to be changes to the front office, we assume. Yesterday, and you saw it down in Miami, that Giants team yeah. was sloppy. Yeah, I mean, look, it's just now it's going to get sloppy. They're on. They're at the University of Arizona practicing for a week in Tucson. They've got to go then play the Rams. I mean, I would tell Joe, Joe, look, you got you've got to get control of how not to lose the game. I think Patrick Graham's done a great job defensively. I think you've got to get your hands into the offensive pie. And then we've got to figure out how to win the middle eight. I mean, we've been outscored in the middle eight almost every single game. And that comes from a philosophical nature, not necessarily from being bad. How we utilize the clock, how we handle game management. I mean, those are all the things you learn with Bill Belichick. Like, that's the most important part of the game, the last four minutes and the first four minutes. Who who wins that wins games. You know, and so we got to be better at that. And then we've got to make better decisions on personnel. Like, why did you watch all summer long Mike Glennon play and think he was your backup quarterback? Like, why would we do that? Because he doesn't threaten Daniel Jones? We need to threaten Daniel Jones. Like, we either start to get some competition. And for you, Joe, to maintain yourself as the head coach of the New York Football Giants, you're going to have to get some answers from the front office. Either they're in or they're out. If they want to do it their way, let them do it and quit. If they want to do it your way, then let you do it your way completely. Okay. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate you stopping. That language is unacceptable, Joe, even on the way out. My gosh, you're a curmudgeon. Nobody can curse better than Joe. Joe's a big, he's a big time swearer. He, what is he, 38 years old? He, 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 he seems like the type of dude that maybe the tenure ends, he goes, he kind of matures a little bit and maybe ends up being a good head coach one day, but it's just not working right now for him. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think so. I, I think <laughs> it's just, I think he's going to have to learn how to handle some of the, and the problem is, Patrick, what people don't understand is you got to be, the head coach is the chief figure out officer. He's got to go solve some problems. Right, And if you don't have expertise in protections or expertise in the passing concepts, you walk into that offensive staff room and they look at you like you're talking Greek. They don't have any real, like, oh, my gosh. Right? I totally understand. Hey, I didn't realize this. Looks like Jamie Collins is coming off the IR and is going to be available yeah. tonight. I did not know that he was coming off. So it looks like yeah, Jamie they, Collins he's been practicing is coming off. All week. I mean, they're healthy. I mean, they're, they're healthy. I don't know about Duger's status on the COVID. I was, I was told I think they're pretty healthy going into the game. Yeah, linebacker Jamie Collins off to IR. He is available for tonight's matchup against Buffalo. So that's, Could a season be just kind of gelling better than what's happening here with the Patriots? Who Remember, they lost week one to Miami at home. And it's no, just they turn the ball over. Well, they protect the ball. Tonight's going to be a turnover. Tonight's going to be who protects the football. It's going to be a cold ball. It's going to be hard to kick. It's going to be hard to catch. 
it, it's going to be really about who can protect the football. Last time they played up there, they didn't protect the ball. They got to protect the football. And this will be a challenge. I mean, Mac Jones is 5-0 and on the road as a, as a rookie quarterback. He's going to hit some bumps. And Sean McDermott's schemes go back to when they played Miami. Miami got confused with a lot of it. You got to be able to handle these blitzes. Turned over the football in week one, and they are now second in turnover differential of the New England Patriots in the NFL. So they've, they've righted the ship. All they do is pick off quarterbacks. My gosh, they've got a million interceptions. When we come back, Josh is going to join us, and then towards the end of the show, we'll get Michael's official lean on that game of the year coming up tonight, Monday Night Football. to the Lombardi line on VSEN featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, Follow the Money is hitting the road this week. Mitch Moss and Paulie Howard will be live from the new DraftKings Sportsbooks at Foxwoods Casino Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. If you're in the area, come down, meet the guys, and be sure to tune in every day, 7 to 10 Eastern time. Okay, Lombardi line here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Patrick Maher. He is Michael Lombardi. We bring in Josh Applebaum. Market Insights is the pod, VSIN.com slash podcast. Betting across America with Pritch. We say hi, Josh. How are you? Hey, Patrick. Hey, Michael. Patrick, I know you're doing well because your team got a victory. Yeah, let's that's what people to... keep saying, but let's be fair. At this point, Michael Lombardi, do I really care if they're winning a football? I, you know what? I want Aiden Hutchinson. I, I want Kayvon Thibodeau. Improve. I want what? You know. I, would rather have Im- I would rather have improvement than, you know, the win. I mean, I would rather see, to me, the score will take care of itself, as Coach Walsh said. Now, they improved. I mean, they fought back, but, you know, I, I think you got to see some the coaches improving and the players improving before you get excited. I totally agree. I was underwhelmed, obviously. The continued uh, gaffes as far as coaching uh, doesn't give me much promise, Josh. But thank you. I really do appreciate I mean, they hadn't won a football game in a year in a league where essentially it's a before 17th game was added. It's an 8-8 eight eight league, Michael. It's, it's kind of hard not to win a game. Yeah, it is hard to win. <laughs> I mean, let's How be about- fair. It's parody. It's, it's, it's a very competitive league where if you're not winning football games, it's structurally something's way off. So congratulations to the Lions. My goodness. Uh, okay, Josh, give us an update. Yeah, so I just wanted to mention, again, 110 and 1 straight up, Patrick, but 8 and 4 ATS. Lions cover that's these right. numbers. So, Cash again, and, that's all we care about. Cover these tickets is what it's all about. <laughs> exactly, guys. So before we get to the big one, Patriots uh, and Bills, obviously, just a quick recap of yesterday. We saw favorites go seven and uh, five straight up, seven and five ATS. Again, been a big dog year. You had favorites uh, cover uh, more than they lost or more than they didn't cover here. But the takeaway for me, guys, was total specifically to the under. This is something I think we can make a lot of hay with with some betters here down the stretch. Uh, if you look at these unders, they're eight and five now this week going into Monday night. And if you look at overall, they're 57% on the season, 110 and 82. But since week 10, if you just look at these late season unders, since week 10, they're 36 and 21, 63% to the under. And if you look at yesterday, guys, a couple things that, that really uh, did well. If you make a very simple system here, the total falls at least a point. So you're taking in some respect to money, making that total drop at least a full point. Those unders went 6-3 and three yesterday, and now they're 51-35, and 35, 59% on the season. Also non-conference unders, 3-1 and one yesterday. Vegas and Washington, uh, Miami and the Giants, Rams and Jacksonville, all hitting the under there. These non-conference unders, now 41-21, and 21, 66% on the season. And guys, keep an eye out for this one, late season divisional unders. A lot of familiarity. Oftentimes now you get to week 12 and on, you're playing each other for the second time of the season. A lot of uh, you know tape and kind of know how to match up. 
They went four and two yesterday. They're they're now eleven and four uh, since week twelve so far this year. Seventy three percent, fifty fifty six percent overall. So again, my takeaway is kind of a mixed bag. Favorites did you know pretty decent yesterday, but unders, 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 non conference unders. The windy under in Chicago didn't come through. That was like my favorite under yesterday, guys. But those non conference unders, unders that fall in late season divisional unders. That's where uh, you made money yesterday, and I think you can make some money moving forward until we get to the playoffs. Well, that's the big. That's the big story tonight. Uh, is the total has dropped from 45 Josh down to 41 and as Michael mentioned gust up to 50 miles an hour but we're gonna have consistent 20 plus mile an hour winds and it's gonna be very cold in Buffalo it really is and this is kind of the biggest thing that uh, caused this total to drop obviously but a big weather under and again if you look at the uh, the weather just as you mentioned Patrick you know 20 miles an hour could get up to 50 it's gonna be 30 degrees you also have Bill Vinovich who's gonna be the lead ref tonight historically he has favored unders 58 percent overall and when you look at these unders, again, it was kind of a wash yesterday, but 10 miles an hour or more, very simple. The under 37 and 21, 64%. Also, if you look at BetMGM, really big bet discrepancy versus dollar to the total with the under. 48% of bets are on the under, but it accounts for 74% of money. Guys, my only issue now is when it opened 45, it's down to 41. And yeah, you got a windy under match. You got a late season divisional under match. We've seen primetime unders do very well over the last two months. My only concern is, is are you too late to the party? It opened 45, it's down to 41. If you're taking it under 41, you need that 17 to 14 type game, but are you getting the worst of it? Maybe it's a tease-up opportunity, but to me it's under or nothing tonight. Are we too late on that total, Michael? You know, I mean, I think I think the first team to 20 is going to win the game. I don't know. I mean, it just I, I got to see the field, but I think it's going to be hard to consistently move the ball, control the ball, you know, and to catch the ball and to have precise execution. I mean, these are always – if it was just a snow game, you know, no problem. The wind really with those gusts at 55, you know, you throw the ball and all of a sudden the gust comes and, you know, and we know Allen's not the most accurate passer anyway, you know, but, you know – when the wind's coming in the quarterback's face, do you have to defend the deep part of the field as much as you did? Those are all questions that you can only determine at the game. So I, I think the under is still in play at 40-41. Josh, it'll be interesting to see where this this side ends up because most books are at three right now. Circus two and a half. Um, it, it really will be fascinating, though, to see where we end up closing tonight. It really will, Patrick. So, again, we're waiting on to see, will this close at 2.5? Will it close at 3? Will there be any late Buffalo money? I mean, we haven't seen any indication of that. Really, it's been all toward New England, guys. A lot of these books open at 3. You had a couple outliers open 3.5, immediately get down to 3. But really, you know, according to BetMGM, 57% of bets on the Patriots here, slightly public. Uh, but, again, I think some respected money as well. If you look at the juice and the way this has trended, it's all trended toward the Patriots. Any 3.5s got down to 3 immediately. All the 3s either are uh, inching toward 2.5 or really juiced up on on the Patriots side, and Patrick, you do a great job talking about the juice. All these Patriots plus threes are minus 115, minus 120. So what does that tell you? It tells you the next move likely would be down to two and a half. So I think if you like the Patriots, again, you're getting a lot of matches here. Short road dogs, three or less, 19 and 10 against the spread, 66%. Primetime dogs, 61%. Uh, a classic divisional move uh, or, or, or liability toward a road team. That's another good angle here. Um, and my question is, if you get, or basically what I'm thinking, guys, if you get a three, I'm, I'm going New England plus three tonight. If it's down to two and a half, I think it's a great teaser spot. Two and a half, up to eight and a half. You go through three, you go through seven. But I'm on the Patriots here plus the points, Michael. 
Yeah, I mean, look, you know, what worries me about this game is Mac Jones is a rookie. He's won five straight road games. This is going to be a hard game. It's going to be a hard game for a rookie. I mean, we, we treat the Patriots like they don't have a rookie quarterback. And I think tonight is one of those nights where we're going to find out they have a rookie quarterback. That's what worries me the most. They'll, they'll be prepared. He'll be prepared. But these are situations that you have to kind of go through before you can actually win it. And I think that uh, it, the weather will certainly help and hurt. And I'm not sure who we can determine who that's going to be. But from a Patriots standpoint, you know, I'm, I'm obviously rooting for him because of my son, but from a, a, a handicapper and a breakdown, it's just to me, Mac Jones is going to, into an environment that's going to be very challenging for a young player. And I don't think there's anything in Alabama that prepared him because all the big games in Alabama are in a nice little dome, you know, with half the, half the crowds, Mississippi, half the crowds Alabama, the other crowds the opponent. This is going to be a lot different. Yeah, it's going to be fascinating. I, I believe in Mac. Mac Jones has single handedly made me like the, the Patriots, which is an impossibility. Yeah. <laughs> just, I don't know. Uh, for a lot that uh, Michael knows, we went through on the show with backing him, and it, it appears uh, Michael was right there. Um, okay. You know, it's funny. Yesterday yeah. we, we we talked about that. Yesterday the the 49ers run run the RPO thing and they didn't even put the, the they, Trey Lance no, in. They didn't like use him. he's literally you talk about on the lamb. I mean that guy we can't find him. No, he's on a milk carton somewhere. <laughs> uh, okay, the a game you wanted to ch- we'll get Michael's lean coming up on that one as well. I know a game you wanted to check in with Michael was the Steelers Vikings look ahead here. Yeah, just get an early thought from Michael on this one. Uh, I saw a little bit of movement toward Pittsburgh, guys. You know, a lot of books were uh, around a four, three and a half. A lot of them are down to three. It opened with, uh, obviously, Minnesota here, favored at home on a short week on a Thursday night. But a lot of movement is coming back toward Pittsburgh here, guys. And you look at Pittsburgh, impressive win yesterday, taking the points. They win 20 to 19 that divisional spot against the Ravens. Obviously, the Vikings have that, uh, you know, tough loss at the end, but a good loss if you're on the, Vi- uh, obviously, with the, the Lions there. But, Michael, again, a little movement toward Pittsburgh. And this is another Mike Tomlin dog spot he's now five and two ats as a dog this year 43 and 21 ats in his career 67 percent another primetime dog match road dog match road dog six or less have been good this year 66 percent so michael if, if we wait I, I think the juice wise might bring this back up to three and a half but would you be intrigued at all by looking at pittsburgh plus the points against the vikings thursday night I, I think you're going to have a hard time convincing me with Pittsburgh on anything. I mean, I did it yesterday because of that four and a half and because of the relationship between Baltimore and Pittsburgh. But on a turf field, Big Ben, who's not very fast, and if Mike Zimmer creates some problems against this offensive line, uh, you know, I, I'd have a hard time. I think this is, a, to me, this is definitely a John Oates play game because I don't trust either team. I really don't. Both teams have multiple personalities, and none of them are good. And so, yeah, they won yesterday, but I still can't understand how your special teams can kick the ball out of bounds when you need to be able, and they give the opponent the ball in the 40. Like, they have multiple, like, I I just, I've come to the conclusion, Minnesota's not any good, and either is Pittsburgh. I totally agree. Those two teams, you can have them, you can take them. The Vikings. I, and I think it. you got to do that. I, I think you got to do that. I, I think that's one of the things that I think all the line movement and all that stuff is really great. But at some point, you got to say, look, I'm not betting Jacksonville on the road against the Rams, <laughs> or I'm not betting the Houston Texans, you know, because they're just not any good. I think it's a stay away. Josh, you're going to paint your face. You're going to wear a jersey tonight. What's the story <laughs> there at the Casa? I'm- 
Now, this is flashbacks to the good old days, guys. We got a primetime game. We got a young awesome. quarterback. Belichick's magic is back. I cannot wait for tonight. Yeah, I, 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 feel, I feel the same way. It's one of those games where it, the weather adds an element to it. It's going to be a hell of a lot of fun. Josh, thank you, buddy. Market Insights is the Thanks, podcast. Thanks, Josh. Okay, buddy. Thank you. We'll get a lean from Michael coming up next here on the Lombardi Line. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18, my first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust, you can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Listening to the Lombardi Line on VSIN, featuring former NFL executive Michael Lombardi. Now, once again, here's Patrick Maher. Okay, of course, BetMGM is the king of sports books, and they welcome you with the lock of the year, the game we've been talking about Monday night. New England Buffalo, either team scores a touchdown, you win $200 in free bets, regardless of your bet's outcome. Just use the bonus code VSIN200, VSIN200, when you make your first bet over at BetMGM. Enjoy football like you've never enjoyed it over at BetMGM. They got all the options. It's really good. Uh, just a great service, okay? So, again, rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credits. 1-800-GAMBLER if you do have an issue. As we get you back here on the Lombardi line, we'll talk about that game. Uh, it appears that Brett Venables is doing his presser right now. I found this interesting yep. quote. Um, 
Venables being introduced as the Oklahoma head coach, where obviously he has a pass there at Oklahoma. But he said in his presser, I'm reading this from a reporter, that he passed on the Auburn job because he didn't like their, quote, alignment. So it appears Harson, who was hired by after your boy uh, left the school, it appears that Venables was offered the Auburn job, but he didn't like the alignment, which is interesting. You know, I think it's an interesting choice of words, too, and I think it's the perfect choice of word for explaining college football today. There is, there is these two fashions that are going on simultaneously within most college programs. The boosters, I mean, Manny Diaz, think about this. For the Miami Hurricanes, which have spent very little money from their alumni on their football program or their athletics, right, they're going to pay $8 million buyout to, to acquire Mario Cristobal. They're going to pay $8 million to make to make Manny Diaz go away. And then they're going to pay $9 million to keep to keep Cristobal as the coach. Think about those numbers, right? Mm. Think about that. Okay, so that's not coming from the, the tuitions and the, and, the, and the school fund. That's not coming from the endowment. That's coming from boosters. And so that alignment is one part of it. And what is the alignment? The Auburn job is controlled by two or three people. I don't know their names, but it's controlled by two or three people, the football department. They have a basketball guy. They have a football guy. They, they donate all the money. And this is what we're seeing in college. And this money gets put into the program, not because they're doing it, they love the colors. Yes, they love the colors, but they also love to have a little say. They want to have a conversation. You know, Marcus Freeman was able to get that job at, at Notre Dame because the money people really wanted them too. So that alignment has to take place. It's so fascinating that he was that transparent. In his presser, it's kind of also it, it's it's a humble brag I, I think in a way to say, I think hey, what he's saying there, I think he's saying there that he he loves the alignment at Oklahoma. Yeah, that's what I think he's saying. And also letting people know it's not like I haven't been offered. Okay, this is uh, right. I, I'm I'm coming in here. I'm ready to go. And other programs believe it as well. So he goes back to Oklahoma. That's Venables. That's interesting. That's very like. And Harson's sitting there like, what did I do? Um, you know what's fascinating? And Harson's just Harson's just they, they, there's part the alumni wanted an offensive coach, right? That's what they wanted. They wanted somebody to coach the quarterback. They were tired of, of that. And then the athletic director wanted the best coach he could hire. There's the disconnect on the alignment. So that's why Harson ended up winning out. I wonder if Harson will be brought up for Oregon. Interesting. I wonder if he's trying to get Oregon. Jay Norvell was just officially announced as the next coach at Colorado State. So no things kidding. are starting to move pretty quickly. Yep. It's a good job for him. Uh, the Adazio thing never. We t we said it when it happened. We were just like, wait, what? I mean, Fish that did not end well at BC, and he was a disaster. I mean, I, I have no Man. clue. Anyway, yeah. Uh, um, there was a follow up I had for you on that, and it just completely slipped my mind for the college. I just it's it's crazy with the carousel. We have never seen, and these are big programs: Oklahoma, big programs. Oregon. I mean, these are USC, Utah. Notre Dame, Utah. I mean, Oregon, yeah, uh, Oregon, yeah. I mean, huge, huge. Interesting just, to see. It, it, interesting Arizona State, like you said. I thought that was going to open as well. Many people did too, you know, and so, and then everybody had Matt Rule taking these jobs, and here he sits, made a change in terms of, uh, it made a change in terms of of his offensive staff. Now he's got to get it right, you know, he's got to get that right. He chose to stay, and, and because he wants to get it right, I think that's really important. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see how they come out the bye with the new OC. 
Okay. So, I'll be, let's forget the numbers for a second. Let's just talk Pat's Bills philosophically, how you see this game playing out, pacing and just everything. Let's get an overview before we get into the numbers. Well, I think the, 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 the Bills are fighting the battle of, you know, the last time we played them, the last time we played at home, we played against a team that pushed us around. And they're going to feel like New England's going to want to push them around. And New England's going to want to run the ball down their throat, take the pressure off the rookie quarterback, and and attack their nickel fronts. Because that's what they run. Buffalo runs a lot of nickel. So the first series of the game is going to be what personnel group is matched to what and how that matching occurs. Like we saw it last night. We didn't get it pointed out to us, but Andy Reid was running some 12 personnel. He ran some 21 personnel. He ran 11 personnel. He was trying to change the formations, the personnel groupings to see if he could get the coverages changed. And so I think this is what we're going to see in the beginning of this game is how Buffalo plays so that they don't give up. They don't allow New England to run the ball effectively. They know if New England can run the ball well against them, it'll keep their quarterback out and have a really participate, a rookie quarterback with that. So I think that's going to be the key. And then they've been, you know, they've been a very good run defensive team, but most teams don't run the ball on them. You know, the Colts ran for 264 and the Titans ran for 146. So they're the only really teams that have run the ball on them. So I think that that's going to be the chess match, how that matches up. And then once we see what happens there, then it'll be what the Patriots then go to from there. Do they get nickel? Do they get base? Do they have bases out of that? And then defensively for the Patriots, this is really all about containment of the pass rusher, right? This is all about force this quarterback to play pocket. Force him to stay behind the center. Squeeze the tackles down. Their weakness is in their offensive line. Push the offensive lineman back. Collapse the pocket. Build an umbrella. Build the umbrella and make him have to throw the ball from the umbrella. Here's what Chris Andrews had to say from behind the book at the South Point, Michael. He said, I opened Buffalo three. After taking a lot of play on the Patriots, I dropped Buffalo to two and a half. I also took respected money line bets on the Patriots at plus 135 and plus 130 to win outright. After the drop to Buffalo two and a half, betters preferring the Bills were thrilled to lay less than a field goal. So that's in line here, but some betters lining up here that he respects just to take the Patriots to win it outright. Yeah, and it's funny, you know, the most bet, I saw this uh, on uh, on Dave too. He does a great job of updating us all on the contest. The most, one of the most, I think this is by far the most bet game. Most of the contestants in the contest took Buffalo. You never and that number yeah. in the contest was three. Yeah, you never see what we saw yesterday, which was sitting on a big Sunday. Game's about to start, and Thomas Gable's biggest handle at the Borgata was a Monday night football game. <laughs> that gives never you an idea. That, right? You never you, see you, it. You never see No. Uh, this is going to be such a, a, a marquee type of game. You never really see it, you know? And so I think to me uh, this will be fascinating to, to, to break down, and I think there's so much intrigue within the intrigue of the game, right? There's so much going on within the game Absolutely. that's get, get pointed out. Yeah, and Buffalo a half game back in division. As now, look out of nowhere, you know who's the number one seed in the AFC? That's right, New England Patriots. So, it's just fascinating. He might he might know what he's doing. That's there's a yeah, there's a vibe. <laughs> you should slightly. you should reiterate maybe those that didn't get it on the weekend what you said about his presentation to the coaches. 
Well, I think what he does, such a great job. Like last night at 7.30, they had a staff meeting, and basically Belichick went over to the game to the coaching staff. This is how we're going to play it. This is what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. If they do this, we're going to do that. Offense, defense, kicking game. And then he tells the team the same thing, usually in a Thursday meeting. And, And he's never wrong. Like, he's, like I said to Nick Saban one time, there's no way this is going to happen. And Nick looked at me and said, there's no way it's going to happen. And, of course, it did. And then I was t- telling my son that story. And he said, you know, it's funny because Kendrick Bourne and, and, uh, and all the receivers say the same thing. Uh, Nelson Aguilar, they all say the same thing. Every time he says it, it's absolutely true. So he engages the audience completely into what he's talking about. And then they listen. And whatever happens today... Well, if they didn't follow that script, they'll be reminded and they'll improve on it next week. And credibility, too. If he speaks, you're going to listen, and they're constantly backing the it up. Yep. The okay. best of all. Yep. The of all. So I'm not saying it's an official play, but let's get a lean here. If I forced you, the Bills. I lean towards Buffalo, and the, I lean towards Buffalo only because I am very concerned about Mac Jones in this environment, dealing with all the things that he have to deal with in this big of a game. I'm going to need to see it before I believe it. And obviously you take the two and a half if you're going to lay Buffalo, but yep. the, three, the three sitting out there, which is I'm surprised that respected betters, to be frank, are, are betting money line when they could have got the Patriots at three. That three is such a huge number when we're talking point yep. spreads. So why, why go the plus 130? Anyhow, that's just that's, that's an aside. Okay, well, I, enjoy it. I, I, I'm excited about it. And the, the weather, I think the weather plays into the intrigue tonight. It, it makes it makes the chess match even more interesting. It really does. Okay, Michael. And you're are you headed to Austin? Is that what I heard you say? Uh, next week. Yeah, the end of the week. Okay. Well, uh, well, enjoy the game. You th- are you are you here on Thursday? No. I will I will be on cell on Thursday. I'll okay. Be, yeah. I'll talk to you on the cell on Thursday, Michael. Enjoy your enjoy your thank day you. off. Thank you very much, and thank you to the guys behind the glass. Odds on coming up next right here on Vsin, the sports betting network. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids just like yours. And all content is fully human moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscore team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscore.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony DeLisandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, 
how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 